Hey everybody, this is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, good people, or whenever you're deciding to listen to this podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. This is a personal motivation podcast that helps add perspective to the head and heart obstacles that hold you back or hold you up throughout your weeks, throughout your months, throughout your days, and so on and so forth. So if you're joining me for the first time, thank you and welcome. If you've been here, you know I can't do this thing without you. So for that, I thank you. Uh, But good people, I meet you this week on a little bit of a somber note. Yes, I'm sure you know why. Um, And it's just simply this, uh, before we get started into today's topic, uh, we will pause for 30 seconds as a moment of silence for the loss of Kobe Bryant. Thirty thirty seconds never felt so long, did it? Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you sit in silence how long that sort of feels. Um, as a matter of fact, good people, I, I've, I sort of felt conflicted. Like we were on a roll the last few weeks um, discussing the Fs in our lives that we would like to take forward into the new year. Um, and I and I felt conflicted because whether or not to move on with our series or rather to stop and pause. But see, by by staying the course and pushing through it, I almost felt it would seem uh, somewhat scripted, if you will, or as if I were um, sort of avoiding or not addressing the very prominent negative events that have you know, been in the public eye for the last few days. And trust me, I can go on and on about things political or just in in our world um, or even boil down to our pop culture. Um, and it's like, you know, you want to start off on a good foot, but it's hard to uh, ignore what's happening around you. And so for me, I said, by finishing out the series, um, uh, It gives credit to what we aim to do, but nonetheless, in this moment, as you can tell from my voice and everything, I I chose to pause. And uh, sometimes life presents us moments where either we can press on and just get through it or we can just pause. And and I'll get more on that a little bit later, Um, but for where we're going right now, You know, I just wanted to, uh, you know, just put it out there, whether you're a Kobe fan or not. I mean, in life, we make mistakes and no one's exempt from making grave mistakes or very shallow mistakes, but we're all privy to them. And whether you're a Kobe fan or not, and, and, you know, whether you're holding him in contempt of his previous mistakes or not, um, 
I don't know where you are on that, especially with the severity of, you know, the actions, et cetera. Um, I don't know where you are with that. But one thing is unshakable is that even if you had doubts on his character, who he is as a person, it is undeniable that he has been philanthropic and giving of his time and talent and treasure to his surrounding community external of what he's been, um, you know, uh, uh, susceptible to in the past or what he's done in the past. And again, it doesn't, I'm not asking you to erase any of that. Um, but it, it, you can't just typecast somebody just because they made a mistake. I'm sure there's things in life that you would not want to be known for that you've made a mistake about that you wouldn't want people just chasing you down for the rest of your life about. Um, and, and again, I'm not excusing any, any wrongdoings. I'm just saying, you know, at this moment, even if you had doubts about his character, it is undeniable of all of the, the, the things that he has done, um, within his family and his external community. Um, and, and, you know, right as soon as the news broke on Sunday, I actually had no clue until later on in the evening. Uh, but somehow, somewhere, I came across a clip of Doc Rivers um, and he had this to say. And I thought it was a pretty um, powerful clip. So just tune in. Uh, he had this to say. I just don't have a lot to say. I uh the news is just devastating to everybody uh, who knew him, known him a long time. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he, mean, he means a lot to me, obviously. Um, you know, he was such a great opponent, you know. Um, it's what you want in sports. Um, he had that, that DNA that, um, that very few athletes can ever have, you know, the, the Tiger Woods and the, the Michael Jordans, you know. Um, it's funny. I, uh, I've, I was more since he retired, you know. Um, yeah, this is, this is a tough one. I don't, uh, I mean, we have to go play. Uh, I mean, the news is just so devastating for for Vanessa and and his and his family. Um, there's just so many people he touched, you know. Um, and you know, it's, it's looking at my young players and and seeing how uh, they are. Um, they didn't even know him, you know. And uh, it just tells you how far his reach was. So um, this is just shocking news for all of us. And, Sorry, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, I just can't. Uh, I have to go talk to a team. Um, I think everybody right now is, is a Laker fan. You know, if you mean, we're all Lakers today. Um, you feel for that community, for Jeannie and, and everyone else. Um, I think people think because you compete against people sometimes that you don't have a relationship with them and you don't like, and it's probably the exact opposite. Um, I think sometimes the more you compete, the more respect you have uh, for the opponent, you know. Um, I would say that's the way I felt uh, with Kobe. And so that's all. I, don't, I just don't have a lot to say, you know. Just, just really sad.
There's not a lot to be said at a time like this and the faces on players and fans say it all here in the early hours of the NBA schedule on this Sunday afternoon disrupted by shocking news that Kobe Bryant has passed away at the age of 41. Two games are in progress. Continue our coverage here on NBA TV after this. It's just powerful. Like it, his voice, like it, it almost pulls me to tears listening to it. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had to shed a couple just thinking about the whole thing and, and just trying to wrap my mind around it even this week. Um, but um, while we may or may not have known Kobe personally or, you know, like, any big celebrity tragedy, we, we still mourn. And, you know, I, I, I got to thinking like, well, why do we do that? Because we don't know them. It's not like they're like our, our moms or dads or aunts, uncles, grandparents or siblings. Right. But I got to thinking, it's like the mourning is not because of the actual personal connection that we establish, but rather the mourning comes from the personal memories that those people have helped us create through the sharing of their time, talent, and treasures via whatever medium you use to like access it. So rather it have been live events and live games or via the TV, or maybe he was your favorite player in one of the basketball games you used to play. Regardless, any any celebrity, I almost think of like Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston even, or like, um, uh, not that it's like, uh, not that she was, I don't want to get into measuring of talents in this space, but um, like Anna Nicole Smith or, you know, some things of that nature, like, you know, all of them were surrounded with controversy. But when you grow up in the public eye, I'm sure that's full of it. But it, it, it's not because we knew them personally. It's because they helped us to create memories from the things that they've done. Um, and especially when you think of Kobe, he was able to transcend normal cultural barriers or ideological barriers. Um, so, you know, rather you listen to hardcore country or hardcore rap, if you had a love for basketball, you probably knew Kobe Bryant, <laughs> no matter who you were, where you lived or what you were into. If you loved basketball or you had a, an affinity for basketball, you knew who Kobe Bryant was or is, you know, um, so I, I, I think when I think of Kobe Bryant, he gave not only hope, but something to look up to. And like I said, whether you were rural or lived in a rural area to suburbia to the hood, <laughs> Kobe gave us hope and inspiration, not only to work hard, to but to pursue that thing with vigor and hope and passion and love, capital L love. Right. Um, but then there's the other side of that. When we lose. When we lose them. We begin reflecting. And so the loss of Kobe alone is a big enough trigger for anyone. 
because it was it was tragic and devastating. It was a devastating loss. But then it's not just the loss that's the trigger. It's what other reflective thoughts that occur because you're thinking about loss, right? And that reflection piece is what can it, what what can be large enough to stir even more complicated thoughts or emotions within even the strongest of us. Um, and these triggers can spiral your emotional wellness, which is why, you know, I felt it suiting to talk about this this week because uh, nothing's more important than your emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical health. I mean, your family, yes, but when you're not well, how can anything else around you be viewed as well? It's hard. Um, and when you're, if you're mourning, if you're hearing this and you felt mourning or some sort of sadness in your spirit from having felt this news this week, then this is, this is exactly what I'm saying. These triggers can spiral your emotional wellness and I know this to be true because one, there are a lot of uh, psychologists and therapists on call right now because of it. And two, because I know this has happened for me is not like Kobe's loss was big enough for me to feel sad, but the loss also has me in disbelief and shock and it start triggering, it started stirring up other things um, and other things that I haven't dealt with for a while, if we're being completely honest, um, and I've had little triggers here and there um, that have made me sort of glitch, if you will, um, especially with as hard as I've been working. But um, I think this was it almost was the one the thing that sort of catapulted me into other series of thoughts. And so. This week, even uh, when, you know, just in passing, someone asked, like, how are you doing? Oh, my gosh, we miss you. We haven't seen you in a while. I felt compelled to say, I don't feel well. I like, I don't feel like I'm dismal or getting ready to um, self-harm or anything like that, but I don't feel well. Like, I don't feel like, you know, how I'm used to feeling, which is well. <laughs> I may be stressed, but I, I feel well. But in this case, I don't. And, um, and I know I need support on my emotional wellness uh, because negative news has truly good people has truly surrounded my personal circles in the last couple of weeks. And I absolutely hate when my friends or family or the people around me are hurting to the point of like immobility. Um, and, I, and I sort of take on feelings too, so that tends to be my problem as well. Uh, but I hate when they're hurting and it really makes me feel overwhelmed or guilty when I'm taking on hurt. Um, or when I, when I, when they're hurting and I'm over here, um, speaking and breeding positive thoughts <laughs> to get through the week or to help myself not like spiral out of control. Well, that's not wellness. That's avoidance. And it's okay for me to identify that. And I'm doing it openly and publicly with you all. Um, and I may sound like 
you know, a hot mess right now if you're listening for the first time. But I hope this is an indicator to you that this is, I hope I don't look like a hot mess to you, but if I do, I, I embrace that. I accept it. Um, but I'm being real. And I think that's, we all desire for people to be real with them. And so I'm sharing this real version of myself with you this morning or this afternoon or this evening or whenever you're listening. Um, and so it's avoidance. And so I know I need emotional support as well, because in between the stresses of, um, parenting, because I am a parent, uh, speaking arrangements, because I do that all day, every day. And uh, my master's degree, which I'm trying to acquire, the roadmap to 2020 is here. And I'm slated to graduate in May. Um, Between all of those three different variables, and I haven't even named the others. um, I've been grinding out so hard, that even my workouts are leaving me with physical pain. Like my workouts, as enjoyable as I find them, they're they're leaving me with physical pain and tougher recovery cycles to get through. And it's it's the pain is very, very, very intense. Um and so that's how I know that not only the stress is a big indicator for that, but the emotional part of this is not helping me either. Um, so this emotional turmoil is turning into physical pain and that's not okay. Um, at least for me, I feel that's not okay. And, it, it, and, and that's a big sign for anybody really. Uh, but for me, I'm declaring that that's not okay for me. And I mean, if, if I were to think about it, this weekend was riddled with pain management. That's all I did this weekend was like focus on not hurting so I can get through the activities. But while I was sitting through the activities, I wasn't physically there because I was in so much pain. And again, that's not well. And why am I having the pain? You know, I, uh, without going too deep into a rabbit trail, I do have arthritis. And so the flare ups with arthritis can be pretty painful. And I know that flare ups are generally brought on by, you know, physical exertion, fatigue, stress. And when you're feeling all three coupled with emotional grief or dwelling or, you know, uh, negative emotion, uh, it can, it can, it can sort of flare everything up. And so I feel flared up. That's the best way to put it. I like that flared up. Um, so something has to be done, right? I'm sure you're listening like, wow, yes, something has to be done, which is why, uh, good people, I must say, if something has to be done, I declare it and I put a plan out there and I'm holding myself accountable. I have a plan to call a therapist today uh, to arrange an appointment. Uh, You know, something has to be done. Um, And all workouts this week and maybe even into next week, I'm not doing them. They're going to come to a halt. Um, and I am going to kick up the self-care in a, a, you know, a couple notches, more than a couple notches. Like I'm going to turn it all the way up because again, I can't make it through this quote unquote roadmap to 2020 if I am not well. Um, and I have been pushing so hard and I know that sometimes we go so hard. We go so hard in the paint, no pun intended, but we go so hard in our own hustles that we miss or neglect that self-care. But if you are grinding out day in and day out without self-care or without it, 
All you are doing is grinding yourself to dust. So you are no better with the hustle than without it. If you are grinding day in and day out without self-care, you are grinding yourself to dust. And you are no better with hustle than you are without it. See, if you have purposeful work, like truly, if you have purposeful work and meaningful work or important work or valuable work, it will make time for you to exercise and self-care. So you have to make it a priority. Your hustle, if you take the time to utilize self-care in its fullest aspect, your hustle can be more purposeful in and of itself. Because you can acknowledge exactly what it is you're accomplishing and you're not just going into autopilot, getting things done and just straining through it. Your hustle can be purposeful and acknowledged and reflected upon. And this is where it can become a beautiful journey instead of a tumultuous struggle. I I think of it this way, like, um, Sometimes we hustle is almost like, you know, pushing on the gas and putting the the pedal to the metal and putting the tires on the track and just skirting off. Right. And, And that's a really good like sort of analogy for hustle. Put that pedal to the metal and you just go. But what happens when self care isn't there? What happens when you press your foot on the gas and you haven't put it in the drive yet? All you hear is the engine just rev up and it just keeps going and keep going and keep going. And if you leave it at that level of rev up, if you leave it revved up like that for an extended period of time, what happens? Your engine blows. Or let's say the, the car was like sitting up on like a riser or something or like on blocks or something and you rev up the engine. All the wheels are going to do is spin in the air. You're not going anywhere. It's just spinning. So you feel stuck, but you're spinning, right? So when I think of that analogy, instead of revving up the engine just to go nowhere and still burn out, take the moment to do self-care. See, these losses are not just losses for society. Um, They can trigger losses of our own and You are worth good people. You are worth every moment of self-care you think you need. Every tear you cry, every effort you give, you must believe that you are worth every moment of self-care you feel you deserve. Not to the point of like sloth or laziness, but you are worth every moment of that. You're not a failure for stopping. You're not a failure for helping yourself or getting help for yourself. And you're certainly not a failure if you've had to reroute because things aren't working out. You're actually smarter for having acknowledged and done something about it. So I'm going to take a a page out of that book. For me, something has to be done, good people. And especially if I want to continue doing the things that I want to do. Like, again, I'm not about to like, you know, Lord willing, I'm, I'm going to wake up tomorrow 
Um, if that's part of the design, I'll wake up tomorrow and I'm going to get to it like I normally do. But I know that I need some extra assistance in this season of life. And so I'm going to acquire it. I'm going to go and chase it down um, because I think it will help me uh, be more um, more aware of my own personal wellness goals and in achieving the physical goals that I want to do for not only other people, but for myself and my family, right? So when we talk about fitness, faith, family, friends, and finances to start the year, uh, I'm not going to lie. We may, we might, we may not have started 2020 off as the year we wanted to start it. We may not have kicked it off so well or so right but with these f's in mind faith friends family fitness friends finances with these f's in mind we can certainly do what it is we need to do to go where we need to from here and i believe that and i hope you're with me and i'm so sorry that we didn't finish out the series this week Um, but I think this was more important to stop and pause and recognize where, where maybe it's okay to acknowledge that. Yeah, man, it's a tough week. Um, so even with the somber news, you know, I'm still a big believer that we have to seek out self-care when we need it and we can reroute to the course that we were designed to be on. And for that, um, good people, let's not take the moments to neglect ourselves or the people that matter most to us. Uh, Because as we know, right now is never promised, nor is tomorrow. Um, And yesterday is a past and we can't do anything about it. So we, um, we go in this together, right? Just because it started off shaky doesn't mean that we have to continue on this path. We can pause and do what we need to do. Um, And for that, good people, I thank you. And if no one's told you today, I love you. And if you need me, I am one email away. I am one DM away. I am one personal message away at the Midweek Muscle on all social media platforms. Jay-Z at the Midweek Muscle.com via email. And until this time next week, I salute you. I thank you. And most of all, I love you. And until then, let's do what we need to do for self-care and to promote emotional wellness and mental health. And as always, let's go.